Hello and welcome to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. My name's Luke and this week we are going to be talking about holiness. What does it look like for us to be a holy people after God's heart? What does it look like to be holy and set apart when we look at outreach and reaching the lost? You don't want to miss this episode as we dive into this super important but often uh, maybe overlooked topic in the church today. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so you obey its lust. Mm-hmm. And do not go on presenting the members of your body to, to sin as instruments of unrighteousness. Right. Isn't wow. that the opposite of holiness? That's right. Is that, to me, it's like, okay, I, okay, I don't want to have that. Mm-hmm. I want to have holiness. Right, right on. Right? Right on. Is that scripture, right? Is it Peter? Unrighteousness. talks right about on. being set apart, That's right? Really yeah. Set apart for his. That's the perfect scripture yeah. right there. Yeah. You're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, California, and is available wherever podcasts can be found. If you missed an episode or want to share the show with a friend, visit uncommonpodcast.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to leave us a review. That helps us climb the charts so more people can find out about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. If you want to give us your feedback, you can email the show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com and we'll try to feature your questions and comments in an upcoming episode. Finally, if you're looking to learn more about the Father's House Church, School of Transformation, or Life Recovery Ministries, visit fathershouseoroville.com. And now let's get into the uncommon truth. Here's what's coming up. Welcome to the uncommon truth. My name is Luke, and I am joined by Stephen, Vicky, Orsillo. Welcome to everyone. Hello. And we are here to talk about Jesus. And, oh yeah, there we go. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to welcome you guys back from your vacation to the Oregon coast. We Thank took our you. trailer to the uh, to Florence, Oregon, and what a beautiful place! It, it we actually got two days, two or three days of sun. Three days of sun out of eight. Yeah, it was nine. It was, out of nine. It was, uh, and then we came back, and it was. It's been raining here, which is very yeah. wonderful to be raining for the next four or five days in, yeah. in uh, California. Yeah, like rain in Northern California. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Kevin, our uh, one of our guys on set, we, he played the end of our last episode, and he, he at the end of it, you claimed <laughs> that you'd, you were going to eat lots of crab and fish. So we we wanted to. Oh, um, did I? Well, I think Steve did. So I wanted to just question that. Steve did not say that. <laughs> you know, we did. We did. We did. Do we watch? We watch people crabbing. Have you ever did? seen people crabbing? I have. Yeah, and and we were on the stock. Um, and Steve, did you eat a lot of fish? No. No. <laughs> Why did you say that? I don't know. He doesn't remember what he said. We'll have to put the clip in the episode. We did have fish and chips at Moe's restaurant on the ocean. Okay, but and were they as good as when you came to England? We were just talking about this earlier, actually. The fish no, 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 no. That was about no. the best fish I ever what had. What kind of fish was it? Was it halibut? Cod. It would have been cod or haddock. Haddock, yeah. Because yes. what did we have? It doesn't matter. Halibut. Nobody cares. We had halibut. <laughs> Nobody cares. I'm, anyway, it was For it was anyone good. who doesn't know, I'm English, so that's, and they came <laughs> to visit my, my hometown <laughs> in England that they had. <laughs> Fish and chips. So I, I always complain that American fish and chips doesn't live this up to. This was actually very. It was very battered, and um, it was incredibly crisp yeah. and good. Well, um, it was good. What they call chips is French fries, and the French fries here are five billion times better. Mm. The the cod is probably the cod. The fish was way better. In Lucas taking yeah. exception. I'll have to agree to disagree on that, that fish one. And the fish of the that. fish and chips was way better. That coffee is really weak. 
<laughs> yeah, I think, we, I think we're out of coffee on set this week, so it's a cup of water. So okay, but we do. Our we bu- found we're our we, back. we finally found our third school transformation mug. I so I'm I'm not just left out now. So okay, yeah, poor guy left out. Yeah, well, <laughs> don't have to respond to that. So let's get going. Um, today I wanted to talk about holiness. Yeah, I, that's it's, great. It's one of our uh, values here at the Father's House to pursue. The holy, the holiness of God, and to and the uh, Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit, and to also try to, you know, fulfill the words of Jesus, where He said, "Be perfect as your Father is perfect." What did you just say? Be perfect okay. as your Father is, is perfect. It, okay, thank you. And holy, P- Peter, I think, says it later that you know, be holy as your Father in heaven is holy. Let me just, I think I've had that pulled up somewhere in here. Um, he says. Just as he who called you is holy, so be in, be holy in all you do. For it is written, "Be holy, because I am holy." Because I am holy. Wow. Hmm. So that's. I mean, it's it's one of those words, right? Sometimes I think that the church maybe we say, "Well, God's holy, and I'm just human," and that whole idea. So, what you know? How, how does that? How should holiness factor into our Christianity? Good. So. Holiness is a real dichotomy. It's a real interesting subject because, honestly, the holiest we could be Mm. is like filthy rags. Mm. That's good. To the Lord. And when it's be holy as he is holy, um, it's kind of like shooting at an unreachable goal. But... I believe that if you aim for holiness and you, in everything, try to live a life, last week we said, worthy of the Lord, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Or was that two weeks ago? Worthy of the Lord. Same thing. Somewhere. You know, in a yeah. manner worthy of the Lord. Um, I think that it's so easy just to say, well, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You can't be holy as he is holy. You can't use his standard for us. Right. Um, plumb line. You can't be plumb like he's plumb. You can't be straight like he's straight. And I think that's a, that's an attitude that causes you to be unholy. Yeah. And causes you to be unstraight and unplumb. So I think that loving Jesus Christ with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and loving one another as He has loved us, giving up our life, being selfless instead of selfish. Right. In this pursuit of holiness, by living righteous, by disdaining sin, by the unholy thoughts that come into our mind, we get angry and we want to want some something bad to happen to someone, and we stop ourselves and say, "I don't want to think like that," huh. and we or we, you know, other types of thoughts go through our mind. Stop it! I don't want to think like that, mm-hmm. and we resist the devil; he flees from us. And I think that this this reaching for the goal, reaching for the prize of holiness. In loving Jesus with all of our heart, with all of our soul, all of our mind and strength, I think that is the holiness that is achievable. I think it is what he's asking us to do and be. And then that part of us that will never make it, then the the makeup, you know, the mm-hmm. he, he fills in the gap that's yeah, left. That's good. That's him. That's the cross, where the work was done on the cross, where the righteousness of Jesus Christ is a gift from God. It's, it's ours for the asking, for the seeking, for the finding. It's ours. We get to have it. 
if we will do the part we can do. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about he does. Then I respond to that. Yeah. I, I give my life to him. I yeah. accept him as Lord and Savior. Then he responds to that by showing me that he's real. Yeah. Then in that realness, I flow into him with love. I worship him. And I. the greatest expression of worship is I then endeavor to be holy, mm-hmm. righteous, live right. That's good. And then there's a response from him for that. Yeah. And then there's a response from me and then a response from him. And I think the word you used was partnership. Yeah. And there's a partnership in holiness. It's, it's the minute you say, well, I can't be holy. I'm not perfect. All have fallen short. There's mm-hmm. none holy, not wow. one. As soon as we start quoting that as our excuse yeah. for not pursuing holiness, wow. we will lose. We mm-hmm. will fall behind. And pretty soon sin will, we will be what Paul calls slave to sin. Yeah. A slave. We will not be free anymore. We'll be a slave. But anytime we say, I do sin, but I don't like it, and I, with all of my heart, mind, soul, and strength, endeavor to not sin, we are reaching for the prize. We are actually getting that strength and that power to say, no, I don't want to think like that. No, I don't want to act like that. No, I want to do. Would you forgive me for how I acted? Mm -hmm. And we start seeking righteousness, forgiveness. Uh, goodness, kindness. We do. I want to be kinder. We start. You have thoughts, and your your conscience gets huge, and you suddenly want. Th- you know, I want to be kinder. Well, before you never said, I don't want to be kinder. I want to be richer. <laughs> but yeah. when you seek Jesus and you go after Him and you pursue righteousness and holiness, and you know it's unattainable, but you're reaching for it. You're going after it. You get you get this supernatural ability to be way holier than you ever had any idea you could be, mm-hmm. and pretty soon you start reaping these benefits that come from living righteous before Him, faithful sons and daughters. Wow. Yeah, I th- I really like that. Um, I'm thinking about the the um, scripture about the the leaven, mm-hmm. and I, I know that when I got saved, and Steve alluded to this, um, is I was not holy. I mean, I there was no part of me that was holy. I just yeah. met Jesus and. And all of a sudden, my conscience was bigger. And I think it's it's never s- stopping. It's never sitting back on your laurels and saying, I've somehow attained. To me, I feel like as I'm thinking about holiness, I hopefully am way more holy than I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And not as holy as I'll be tomorrow. And that it's just the leaven of the Holy Spirit is just continuing to take more and more yeah. um, square footage inside of me. That's good. You know, and it's, I think, I think we you know he actually says be perfect like like your heavenly father is perfect right well you just want to stop right there and say well i can't so forget Mm -hmm. it especially perfectionists you know (laughs) um they're just like i can't do it so yeah yeah, i mean you know that's that's he must not have meant that he must not have meant that yeah but he did mean that and i think the 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 bullseye that we should be shooting at is perfection and holiness Mm -hmm. yeah and never giving sin just a defense well you know i'm just i'm just human you know right he doesn't really expect me to not do that. Yeah. And it's it's a it's such an excuse. It's like, no, every day I want to be more holy. And when I've sinned, he's faithful and just to forgive my mm-hmm. sin. But does that does not give me an excuse to continue to go on sinning. Should I go on sinning? Heaven, no. Don't, yeah. don't do that anymore. Um, it's like, no, you shouldn't you shouldn't have an excuse for being unholy. Mm-hmm. You should you should be uh, repentant yeah. for being unholy. So for the person that uh, maybe um, they hear a scripture like that, like the 
be holy or be perfect and they find themselves trapped in some kind of sin cycle or sin issue and they just you know maybe they're, they're trying and they're, they're, they wish they couldn't stop it but they just find themselves in the same place over and over again what what would be your advice or how, how, what's something they can do to, to make a change well generally you know there's lifestyle changes required like and most people aren't willing to do that so you know you you have to not hang out with these kinds mm -hmm. of people you have to walk away from this kind of lifestyle you have to stop doing the things you're doing you know yeah i want to stop drinking but i can't stop hanging out at the bar right <laughs> well you're gonna drink you know yeah. you're, you're gonna drink and so you keep saying well i'm failing but really what you're doing is setting yourself up mm -hmm. to fail and so there's a lot of things that can be done but the most important those are just behavioral yeah. things the most important thing is to fall in love with Jesus mm. and want to be holy. When the word perfect and the word holy, they can't really be separate. Mm -hmm. To be perfect is to be holy, and to be holy is to be perfect. And the, the pursuit of perfection is what, when Jesus said, be perfect as your heavenly father, it's exactly what I just said. The whole monologue I just did yep. about the pursuit is the key. Mm -hmm. It's the pursuit with a desire, a heartfelt desire. I know that I struggled for many years with something that I couldn't get over with, and I was mournfully repentive all the time. Mm -hmm. Just what a loser, you know? Yeah. And one day it dawned on me that Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me. And I said, well, I do love you, mm -hmm. and I keep failing in not obeying you here. And I... But what I want is I want my actions to speak louder than my words. And I began to speak to him about this. Like, I don't want my actions to say I don't love you and then go to a worship service and have mm -hmm. my hands up saying, oh, I love you, I Jesus. Yeah. And then everywhere I go saying, I love you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. When my actions say I don't love you and I'm not fooling him, I am fooling all the people in church. They think, oh, look at him. He yeah. loves the Lord so much. But my actions didn't. And he says... To love him is to obey him. That's right. Yeah. So I'm kind of in a dichotomy, and I come to the conclusion, I want to obey. I want to be more holy. Mm. I want strength. I want to overcome this. Well, in this particular subject, I started asking the Lord, What's, you know, what do I do for my actions to speak louder than my words? Well, first thing was to want that. Mm. I want to understand it's, it's almost hypocritical to say I love you and then have these actions that don't say I love you. Oh. Mm -hmm. And um, no, no person, my wife wouldn't take that. Mm -hmm. You know, well, you say you love me, but you act like you hate me. Right. She wouldn't take that. Neither would friends, neither would associates, yeah. nobody. And so uh, in the prayer life of starting to ask, help me, you know, really, I want, not just help me overcome that, but I want to be a lover of you. I want mm -hmm. it to be real. I want my love to be real. And the Lord began to show me that sometimes we fight the nature of human beings. Like we think that um, our nature is sin when it's not. It's acting upon that nature. It's, you can't stop the bird from flying over your head. Mm -hmm. You can stop the bird from making a nest in your hair. So every thought is a sin. Mm -hmm. But I stopped thinking that way. Well, I've already sinned. I might as well. Mm -hmm. um, I had the thought. I have now a choice to reject that thought, rebuke that thought, say, no, I don't want that thought. And uh, 
I began to see great success. Mm. I began to see incredible success. And I eventually would never say I was overcome it, but uh, I definitely am victorious for a really, really long time. Cool. And uh, that's what I would recommend anybody yeah. is, you know, uh, the, the powers are obviously sex and money. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and then the next level of powers are pride of life mm -hmm. and, and the success and fail yeah. and uh, you know sub substances substance then there's then yeah. the next yeah. level would yeah. be substances yeah. like like you know uh, anesthetizing yeah. your pain drugs you yeah. know the alcohol. the how you deal with pain yeah. through drugs and alcohol and and other things you yeah. know even even tobacco is an incredible uh, masker of mm -hmm. pain you know and relaxation over stress and everything and and so there's a lot of different levels of this thing. And so that's what I consider to be the advice is to begin to fight the battle on a front you can win. Mm -hmm. Not fighting my creation. I'm just fighting. I'm fighting for something, not against something. Yeah. I'm fighting to be a man that can say I love Jesus and know, yes, I do. Yeah. To know he sees it that way. Mm -hmm. And then want that and go after it with all my heart. That's really cool. I really liked what you said about... Um, just the idea of I wouldn't that wouldn't be acceptable in any other relationship right. in I your life, too. right? That's yeah, that was really good, wasn't it? I think we I I That's um, good. I often have thought that of myself with the Lord. I was like, Well, would I if I had a friend that treated me the way that I treat you, Lord, would I want that person in my life, you know? We want that friendship. Yeah. And I think that's uh it's called hypocrisy. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. part our ways. Yeah. It's so, like you're like yeah. you're you tell me you love me on Sunday, but on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you don't even talk to me. Yeah. You don't even you don't even look like me. It's that's such a great practical point. Is like, but that's what we do. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how we live. A lot of us, you know, me included. It's like it's like, well, I wouldn't want a friend like that, mm -hmm. I, you know. Or if my my son, you know, because we're supposed to be sons and daughters, my son and my daughter say, you know, I love you so much, Mom, on Sunday. And zero communication all week long, zero, you know, uh, giving me anything, doing anything for me, and it, it's just it's such a great example. Zero communication, but on Sunday, oh, I love you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, you didn't return any of my calls. My birthday was last week. You know, Mother's Day was on Monday. You didn't give me anything. You know, it just would be it's it's it would it would be a hard situation to be in yeah and i and if it wasn't my children it was just friends we would probably cease to be friends because it would be so hypocritical and we'd yeah. actually say that's hypocritical it's one yeah. way it's yeah. a one-way um friendship yeah, it's a one-way yeah. friendship yeah good yeah and i guess that's that's really good i suppose that whole idea of one one way again which i guess we've been talking about a little bit lately would be then it doesn't matter what i do right because he, he's do. he's done his part i just right. now i just cruise yeah i just be me and he just he just loves me, yeah. God. Because you know the truth is God does love us. He loves us incredibly. But you know it's it's like it's a walk, and you need to keep walking forward. Mm -hmm. Because the illustration I like to look at regarding Christianity and holiness is that it's kind of like you're walking up a stream or a river, mm -hmm. and the moment you stop walking against a current, the current will just take you right to the ocean, yeah. and you'll drown. You know you're you're you and and for me being a Christian 42 years, I mean. I've continually walked. I've had some times where I fell and the river took me a little bit, the stream took me mm -hmm. down a little bit, but I picked up, went up and kept walking. And holiness is like that. It's, it's just like you need to every day, you know, be holy like he's holy. Yeah. It's a tall order. Yeah. It's a, I guess it's a, in that respect, it's a, it's a decision each and every day, right? Every day. Yeah. 
work what is it work out your salvation with fear and trembling mm-hmm. I, I can't get around that I mean I just that's an action it's there's so many action words yeah. in in the New Testament about well, how we should live mm-hmm. how you should therefore live you know it's and I don't know I don't know what has happened to Christianity in some levels it just feels like it's just you do it like I, I asked Jesus into my life in 1979 and I'm good yeah no I'm not good yeah, I'm still not good mm-hmm. and it's been 40 two and a half years yeah i'm yeah. still moving towards holiness day yeah. after day yeah so one of the um argument I, I guess it's an argument or i just the thought i had is that people talk about well if we look like the world then maybe we can reach the world that's so really good question what, that's good what do, what's your guys take on that idea for, for outreach for like you know should we go should we not be in the bar and you know drink with people in order to reach them or do we abstain from that and you know does judge. that judge that like what what how do we balance that whole uh dichotomy yeah yeah well, how do you walk that out yeah i'm gonna go steve you ready no okay <laughs> so steve got an emergency text so um i think i think that's ridiculous it's it's like it's like because you don't drink with them you can't you can't understand you can't it says be in the world but not of the world mm-hmm. I think, you know, drinking, tattooing, whatever, what do you, you're having sex, what do you want? You pick your poison, you know, because it is poison. I just don't, I don't understand that. I think, I think number one for me, if I'm in a bar drinking, I can go to a bar and drink a, a water and mm-hmm. a Coke, and I have done that. Mm-hmm. Played foosball, played pool, talk to people. I have no problem. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't, I've not struggled with alcoholism. I think if you're an alcoholic, you shouldn't be ministering in bars um, until the Lord really tells you and you run that by some people that you trust. Um, but it's like be in the world, not of the world. I, if I look just like them, why would they want it? Mm-hmm. If there's no, ch- if I'm not the light of the world, if I'm, if I don't do things differently, why would they think they have a need? Yeah. So I mean, I'm just really happily, I'm really happy not being drunk. Mm-hmm. I wake up every day really happy in the joy of the Lord. Yeah. I don't need alcohol. Go ahead, Steve. I think he has. Some I was looking for what I was doing was looking for the scripture. Um, Which one? I'll look for it. Sin so grace may abound. Oh, oh should, I keep, no. should we keep on sinning? So yes. yeah, it's uh, Corinthians. It's it. Romans six one. Okay, you got it. It's Ro- okay. I think it, you know what I think it is. I think it's Romans. I'm mean, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> six one. That's anybody. Romans six one. Yeah. Oh, Kevin said yes. What oh. shall we say then? Are yeah. we to continue so in good. sin so that grace may increase? Far from it. How shall we who died to sin still live in it? Yeah, there you go. Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, we have been buried buried with buried with him buried. through baptism into death. So that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. He goes on for quite a while. These verses in Romans, they are butt-kicking. Yeah. They completely erase any ability hmm. for that to be a safe thing to do, right. to go live like them so that we might reach them. We hmm. sin so that grace may abound. You, t- you think grace is going to be spread and increased. These people are going to find grace because you taught them to live in sin, hmm. claiming to live in grace. Wow. You've taught them, uh, you've lowered the bar so far they can never achieve this holiness. Wow. They can never come into this righteousness. Mm-hmm. And it's the pursuit of it that allows us to access his holiness. Mm. If you try to get his holiness and then you take it to um, 
you, you just cause it to be sinful. You, you stain it with sin. Mm -hmm. You will lose his holiness. Habakkuk says you cannot tolerate sin. I think it's 113. Habakkuk 113 says you cannot tolerate sin. Hmm. You can't even look upon it. God does not tolerate sin. Will not be mocked. You must be forgiven by the blood of Jesus. We are saved by grace and that through faith. Yeah, right. Grace comes through faith with faith is declared in action. Part of that action is the walking in righteousness, walking in the newness of life, a difference. I, the very word repentance, I was walking this way, but I repent, meaning, God, I will walk this way. Can you forgive me for my time walking that way? Yeah. Now that you've forgiven me for my time walking that way, let me turn again and repent from walking right to walk wrong so that I can get <laughs> others to walk right. Yeah. Yeah, and that is actually what people say. Yeah. You've heard it. I've heard it. We've all heard it. Yeah. And it's like, are, have you bonked your head? Did your mama drop you on your head, baby? I'm seriously. <laughs> Did she turn her back when she was changing your diaper and you fell off the table and landed on your head? Oh, boy. I mean, seriously, to think that way is just yeah. insane thinking. If I offended you with that, please forgive me. Just to quote that verse, quote it in Habakkuk. It says, your eyes are too pure to approve evil. Yeah. And, and okay, so there's Jesus wipes it off. You don't have yeah. any evil, right? But that means you can walk. Is that you're, you're saying it's the cone of cone of purity mm -hmm. and you can walk and you can do anything inside your cone and God can't see it, <laughs> feel it, know it, do it. And he's just totally tolerant of it. Right. That's just not anywhere. That's just absolute balderdash. It's ridiculous. No, we are supposed to receive grace and forgiveness and be so amazed that he erased our sin mm -hmm. because we were sorry for our sins. That's good. Paul actually says if you're not sorry for your sin, you can't be forgiven. Yeah. You have to, it has to be something you don't want to do. As long as you're going along going, man, I love doing this. Hey, could you forgive me? I love doing this. Hey, could you forgive me? There's, he says there's no forgiveness for mm -hmm. that. Only when you say, Lord, I'm so tired of doing this. I hate myself for doing this. Would you please forgive me for doing this? Yeah. I am an abomination to you. I'm, do, I'm, I'm not living in love with you. Help me. Stop doing this. Please forgive me. Sorrowful repentance. Yeah. It, it, that is so like, wow. Mm -hmm. And then we go, I don't ever want to sin again. Yeah. I seriously don't ever want to sin again. I sure hope I make it too. That's good. The good thing is if I don't, because my, 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 my nose is pointed towards heaven. My eye is on the prize. My thoughts are with him. I'm after him all the day long. So that if I do sin, it's a sin I don't want to do. And there's forgiveness. And that Accidental. forgiveness is actually, actually automatic. Hmm. And I still, even though it's, I could even be forgiven and I'm repenting for it. I just feel so bad that I did it. Yeah. He forgave me. Okay, it's gone, but still I feel bad I did mm -hmm. it. I don't want to do it again. I don't want to just act like, oh, well, he'll forgive me. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And I, I, want to, I want to not do it again. So not like because we love him, we obey him. We want to. I want to. Him, right? I want yeah. my actions to speak louder yeah. than my words. words. And then at the same time, we want. Sorry, Vicky, were you going to say something? Well, I was just going to say yeah. it, it's. It, it, there's a scripture that says he, he's God will not be mocked. Right. It seems like a mocking, and and you know as you read Romans, I um, just kind of thumb through it on my phone, and and twelve Romans six twelve it says therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lusts, and the thing we're talking about. That's all fleshly, like, you know, the things that we want to 
to, to join in so that they don't feel awkward mm-hmm. and that we're not judging them. It's like, um, you know, a lot of people I know who started that way, let's just take, let's just take drinking. Drinking's a hot mm-hmm. button, right? It's a lot of it, a lot of people have now have a problem with alcohol because, you know, they just decided that this is how they're going to minister. They're going to join the crowd. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of Christians who now struggle with alcohol because that, that it may, they may have started very good heartedly thinking that that I think that's a really misplaced yeah. um, thought. Right. You know, um, yeah. I've ministered to so many people who are drunk and I wasn't drinking or, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. It's like, don't let, don't let, therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body so you obey its lust. Mm-hmm. And do not go on presenting the members of your body to, to sin as instruments of unrighteousness. Right. Isn't wow. that the opposite of holiness? Yeah. That's a, that's that's a, right. Is right that, on. is that, yeah. Yeah, to me it's like, okay, I'd, okay I don't want to have that. Mm-hmm. I want to have holiness. Right, right on. Right? Right on. So that's correct, right? Is it Peter? Unrighteousness. He talks right about on. being set apart, that's right? Really yeah. Set apart for his. That's the perfect scripture yeah. right there. Yeah. Thank you. Maybe you can be in the intro. <laughs> Maybe I could be in the intro. <laughs> Maybe Remember, feature la- me. Last, our last episode, Vicky, after us talking about not promoting ourselves and becoming the servant of all, Vicky said, "Maybe I can be in the promo clip at the start of the episode this time." Yeah, so and, I, was, and yeah. I caught myself. The yeah. Holy Spirit said, "Well, that's opposite of everything we've talked about yeah. for forty-five minutes." So I repented. Yeah. Because I want to be holy, honestly. That, and honestly, that's a great. It's a funny yeah. example, but uh, but truly. The filter of the Holy Spirit, if you allow him to be your Holy Spirit, your conscience, the little, if you want to say the little angel on your shoulder, you know, the devil speaking, the angel speaking, it's like there is, there's always that still small voice. And unfortunately, the world's voice seems to be very much louder than the Holy Spirit's voice because it surrounds us. And even what you just said about, you know, I want to minister to these people, so I want to do A, B, C, mm-hmm. and D. It's like, no, be, be in in the world but not of the world you know you we're in the world we are we're and and dirt gets on us but right. let's not be linus yeah you know is linus no pig pen pig pen and um is the one that got had the mud all around him wasn't in in charlie brown anyway don't mm-hmm. be a dirt magnet be don't be unrighteous be holy as he is holy yeah see how i brought it back to holiness that's good yeah it was good yeah that was good be, yeah not being instruments for wickedness is that what it said yeah yeah it said yeah um, as those uh, be your members as instruments of righteousness to God, wow. you know, and I just I want I don't want to be an instrument of unrighteousness. Yeah. And I think I think what you said is sometimes we are used that way, right. and it sounds really good to man's mm-hmm. theology, right? Because we don't want to judge people, right? And can I just tell you that if you're holy, your very appearance and your very presence can mm-hmm. can cause people to think you're judging them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what we're saying is, you know, one on the one hand, in our love for him, we should look holy. On another hand, we're saying our holiness in a in a dark world look is a point of difference. It's a point of difference. It's a light, right? It's a and, light. He's a light of the world. And just on, on that note, um, I just this week, interestingly, I had a strange thing. We had a friend from uh, school uh, pass away. I didn't I didn't really know them very well anymore. It's like fifteen years later, but they passed away suddenly and I had another friend um, that we're all in the same class together who reached out saying oh I, I'm having a, I'm in a dark place I'm having a really hard time but you know I see from this is just from my social media because that's the only way we stayed connected he's like I see from your social media that you're always wow. very positive and, wow. and you're a light and can, can you help me that's amazing and it was just that thought again of like oh wait you know these 
the, the even on a social media level just the, the things that i post i don't really even post that much anymore these days but just that there's i talk about hope or jesus or positive things as opposed to success or money or going out to the you know whatever and just it, it that creates hope and that points people to him and that was a really like encouragement for me I think and it's great. yeah it's really great because you know at your young age to start seeing that we yeah. see it often at our old age is that you know people from 45 years ago or 40 years ago will get a hold of us because they're christians or they're watching our you know watching our social page I don't, i'm not on facebook anymore but i was for years and it's interesting i don't know that i have that many people watching until i post something like something really goofy and random mm -hmm. and then it says like you know 250 likes or you have this conversation yeah. and you're like oh my gosh people are watching yeah. us people are watching you if you're a christian and you're the light of the world they're looking for hope you have to be you have to be different than the darkness of the world so if we're just like them why would they want us i that's in my thought i yeah. just i'm happy jesus is the light of the world he's holy he says be holy like i'm holy i want to be a, a a christian which is a which is basically twin, right? Little Christ. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to do. I want to look to him. And people yeah. say, well, he turned water into wine. Yeah, but he didn't, he didn't drink it. Mm. There's nothing that said he got drunk <laughs> yeah. at the wedding, did yeah. he? You know, so mm. he just was being his mama. Yeah. Got anything? Yeah. No? Really? You don't have anything? No. Oh, wow. First time. First time. Happy two times, silent one time. Wow. <laughs> happy twice. Happy twice. So, well, you, said, you said it good, you guys. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So I, 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 um, I, I just think this this whole idea, right, of holiness is, I think sometimes we even boil that down, holiness just to mean I shouldn't, like, sin in a way of, like, I shouldn't I shouldn't drink or I shouldn't. Like legalistically? Like, yeah, yeah, as opposed to it being, like, I, I, I think what we're talking about toward the end there is that holiness is also as, giving him our full attention right so Correct. that our lives then begin to show that yes to the world or the world around us and you know again just practically before we come to a, a final close today how can we grow in that how can we grow in our devotion to him and our single folk like make him our i don't know what word i'm looking for make him our focus our focus yeah, our, i think it's two things yeah. one is first and foremost you have to fall in love with him yeah you have to come to a relationship and understanding of him that you actually love yeah and then you have to practice the presence of God in your life. You have to be aware, functionally aware that he's with you every second of every he day. Sees you. Yeah. He sees you. He hears you. He knows you. And what you do is in his eyes. Well, you know, you're, you're, I mean, most people want to know that so that he'll save them, rescue them, take yeah. care of them, meet their need. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking mm -hmm. about... I'm aware of him, mm -hmm. and I'm aware that he would allow me to serve him, take care of him, yeah. give to him, be part Work of him, him, be part of his kingdom, mm. not so that I can get. No, so I can give. Yeah. I give so I can give. I don't give to receive. I give to give. Mm. And, I, and when you fall in love with him, those kinds of things become enough. They become good. Mm. They're like what I want to do. Look what I got to do. Mm -hmm. Not what I have to do by any measure. Vicky just gave a, a tour to somebody, and they saw the fruit of our life. Hmm. We, you know, look what we got to be part of. That's yeah. amazing. And I was out walking with quite a few of the guys today, talking about, you know, some layout for Lights of Hope and, mm -hmm. you know, what we need to get done before the crowd show. We got about five, six weeks, you know, and we got a lot to do. And 
I was saying, just looking at him, going, look what I get to be part of. You know, I am part of, I, I really know your story and I know your story. And God, I got to be part of this kingdom where wow. their lives got changed and yeah. I got to be part of that. Wow. And it's just so many of them. They're everywhere. And it's like, I, this is, it isn't because I said, hey, I want to help that guy. Mm-hmm. It's I want to be in love with you. And I want to be, and I want my love to look like something. And I want to, I want to be, if you would ever let, consider it, let me be used by you. I just want to, I want to be what you want me to be. You don't have to do me anything. You don't have to, you don't owe me anything. I don't deserve anything. I'm not buying anything with my love, with my money, with my time, with my energy. I'm not buying something. I'm simply giving those things to give them. I didn't do anything good with them. Maybe you could, if I give them to you, maybe you'd do something good with them. And I look around now, 46 years later, I mean, Vicky's, uh, Vicky is who Vicky is because I loved, fell in love and went and told her about, hey, yeah. well, you can love him too. It's, it reminds me of Wizard of Oz. We're going to see the wizard. Maybe he'll help you too. <laughs> yeah. Right? Hey, I'm, I found Jesus. You know, you and I sat in the same kind of church our whole life, and I know what you were going through. Wouldn't you just like to know he's real? Hmm. Wouldn't you just like to know and have yeah. a relationship with him? I found it. I found a relationship with him because I met him and I said, wow, this is cool. You didn't reject me. I would have rejected me. You didn't reject me. And you let me kind of feel you. You kind of let me see a little bit. And over time, you've let me see more. And I think that's the key to going. You've got to find a love for Jesus. And then you've got to practice his presence in an awareness that you get in your truck to take off. He's in your truck with you. Now, lately, it's been harder for me, but he kind of raised the bar for me and said, it's not okay to only believe I'm in the truck with you anymore. It's, it's really necessary that you begin to believe that I'm in the body with you, mm. that you abdicated your body to me. Mm. I made my home in you. And you, you, you've, for all of these years, you've had a great awareness of my presence in your life. Now I need you to have an awareness of my presence in your body. Wow. I'm with you. My mind is in there. My heart is in there. When you touch, I touch. So if that's true, then what I sin, he sins. And he can't sin. Right. So it's really, I I think we we really dropped the ball in American Christianity, uh, the whole Western Christianity, by really believing that you can just sin wantonly Mm -hmm. and it doesn't affect him. It does. So I think when you fall in love with him, it's kind of like throwing water on the Wicked Witch of the West in the, door, in the Wizard of Oz where it melts her, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like acid to God. You, you sin, mm-hmm. it's like, ow, it burns him. Yeah. And it's like, well, let's stay away from acid. Let's stay away from water. Let's, whatever hurts you, I'm staying away from. I, I, yeah. if, if I say I love you, why would I want to throw water on you it's if really it burns good. you? Yeah. If I say I love you, why would I want to burn you and hurt you? And it says in there that sin actually causes you, you know, it, it makes you sick. It makes you, it, you move away from it. Hmm. It repulses you. Why would I want to repel the one I love? It's like chasing the, you got a woman you love and you're trying to draw her near to you, but you do everything that pushes her away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why would you do that to any friends, anyone, mm-hmm. including God? If you practice his presence and become aware that he's with you every day, and in my case, it's really being pushed on me too. That he's in me every day. Um, it's it's miraculous what your life can be. It's it's you look around and you pinch yourself and say, how did I have such an awesome life? Hmm. Uneducated, just made so many mistakes, 
went the wrong way so many times, but I also went the right way so many times. I followed as best I could and got better at it as I went, and I followed him, and he led me somewhere really good. It's really good. I, I think I would, I would add to that. And, um, you know, we're talking about being holy, right? Well, how do you know what holiness is if you're not really reading the words of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Practically, for me, it's important to read the words of Jesus in context. Like, yeah. um, just Matthew 1, Matthew 2, Matthew yeah. 3, you know, all the way through the, the red letters of Jesus to really find out what he says. Because, you know, there's so many good churches in, in, in the world, but I think some of them, sometimes they just take scriptures and they speak on them, and there's no context. And sometimes you can make it say whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. And the confusing message, even about what you said, um, you know, should we, should we be like the world so that we can minister to them? I think that can be taken out of context, and I think you need a study to show yourself approved. Yeah. Find out what holiness is. Don't take our word for it. Mm-hmm. But I, what I want to do is I want to go after be perfect like he is perfect, your Heavenly Father. I want to know what he likes, like Steve said, and do it. That's what love is. And even the, kind of, the, way, the point he made before about, you know, we wouldn't treat anybody. We wouldn't have friends or, or, or sons and daughters if they treated us the way we treat his word, right. his holiness, his obe- the yeah. obedience, his love. It's like it's in the words of Jesus. There's so many uh, district, descriptive verbs, which are action words. Mm-hmm. It's not just we're allowed to just get saved and right. that's it. There's a response. Yeah, there's a response. Yeah. That, from what I read, and if I'm wrong, I still I'm still okay. I'm just going to keep doing it because yeah. I, I we I 42 years. Steve and I, I honestly, guys, we sit almost every night, and we just are. Um, just so uh, excited is not the right word. We're just like can't believe mm-hmm. the life we get to live. Is it hard? Oh my gosh, it's so hard at times. Is it so incredibly wonderful? Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that that God would use us in, in His holiness to, to save one person, help save be, one person be saved yeah. and their life different. And uh, it's it's so I would say in in relationship with Steve said practically. Just you really need to know what the what the the New Testament talks about. Yeah, read the whole Bible, but right. practice New Testament principles. What Jesus is actually a manual of life, how you right. should live, practically. If we don't know it, we can't live up to it, right? If you don't know what it says, you can't live up to yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place for us to draw to a close today. You did a great job, Luke. Thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll be back next week. Next week, and God willing, the creek don't rise. Yeah. Right. I, God willing in the creek. Thing. Yeah. You don't know what that means, do you? I have no idea. So I'm just going <laughs> to not smile along. <laughs> I know. If you're over 50, you know what that means. <laughs> uh, well, Jesus says, Jesus always says, don't go. Don't go here or there unless you say the word wills. So this is. Yes. Never mind. Okay. okay. Anyway, <laughs> thank you again for joining us this weekend. Have a great we'll day. see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. 
If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.